stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Good morning. I'm Rick Bonfield from Rick Bonfield Ministries in Athens, Georgia. Our address is 1711 Meriwether Drive, Suite 102, at Watkinsville, Georgia, 30622. We're posting all of these teachings on warfare and, and deliverance on Facebook, and some of them on YouTube, and some of them on podcasting in our website. We have a new website coming up very soon. It's about to be completed. And you're going to see a lot of changes on the website. And those of you in Atlanta and Marietta who are following our ministry, welcome this morning. We're, we're, studying, we're studying the influence of Satan into the Christian life. How to understand what evil is doing and the demons are doing. And how does the gospel of Jesus Christ respond? These are great days that we have never lived before. The nations and the realigning of all nations is, about, is, is taking place. China and Russia are together. UK, England and U.S., they're together, along with France and, and the nations of, 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 of the Middle Eastern area that believe that Israel should, should exist. And so, we, we, we need to deal with this and have information about how to understand demonic oppression, how demonic influence. That is the topic of our, of our Bible study for the next few, few, few months. First of all, God is all-powerful, meaning He has total power. God is ever-present. He can be in different places at the same time. And then He's all-knowing. Satan is none of these. He does not have unlimited power. He cannot be everywhere at the same time. He does not know everything. So He is a created being. He was created by God. And Jesus says that he saw him fall from heaven and to the earth. So the, the demons are operational in this earth at this very moment. More specifically, he depends for God for his existence. Now I want you to take that to your Bible and put together. All, all powerful, everywhere present, everywhere present and all knowing. It's very important. Because as you deal with demons, these three things come into play. And you're able to understand what's going on. Number two, Satan is submitted to God. Meaning not equal. God has all the power. And if God does something in your life and you don't understand what He's doing... I want you to be able to understand that He is at work in your life. He's doing things to bless you. He's doing things to open doors for you. The only thing that actually 
stops the flow of God into your life is when you do not obey what the Lord is telling you to do. Job 1, verses 6 and 7. Job, verses, chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. One day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan also came with, with them. The Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? And he answered, From roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. And of course, God speaks clearly when he says, The eyes of the Lord are to and fro throughout the whole earth. So both scriptures are contradictory to each other. Meaning, <coughs> meaning, Satan goes around the earth and, and does the Holy Spirit of God, and does the angels of God, and does those, those obedient servants of the Lord. So the, Satan is not free to roam. God comes to bless and to anoint and to clean and to reveal. Satan comes to torment himself. Number three. Since God is powerful, no one in heaven or on the earth is able to do anything without the permission of God. God is not, not half power. God is all power. Example, when Satan was not able to tempt Jesus without the permission of the Holy Spirit, look at Matthew chapter 4, verse 1. And uh, it's quite an interesting scripture. I was going to tell Andy that all the scriptures that I gave you uh, are not really to this Bible study, so don't need to worry about it, okay? All right. I just remember, I need to finish that Bible study tomorrow. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Now, who led Jesus into the wilderness? Who took him there? The Holy Spirit did. And why did he go there? To be tempted by the devil. To expose the devil's plans. He was not able to tempt Job without God's permission. He was not able to tempt Jesus without God's permission. And so that simply puts a, a clear indication that Satan is subjected to God himself. Look at Job 1, 11 and 12. Job chapter 1, verses 11 and 12. God said to Satan, but now stretch out your hand and strike everything he has. And he will surely curse you to your face. The Lord said to Satan, Very well, then everything he has is in your power. But on the man itself do not lay a finger. Of course, in the end of the struggle between Job and Satan, as God ordains every detail about that encounter, the physical person of Job suffered tremendously. Remember, he had boils all over his body. <clears throat> and there is a place, an upper Galilee close to the lake. Matter of fact, at the edge of the lake, and it's a spring. It's about, about uh, 50 feet by 50 feet spring. 
There are rocks on top of it. And as you come down through from the road, you can see the water bubbling back and forth right in front of you. And you sit on those rocks and, and the water caresses your body. And, uh, and this is called Job's Spring. And so, uh, he did suffer. But remember, I'm, I'm trying to tell you that, that Job did not suffer, did not do anything, because God was there to protect him. And, and, and to reveal to Satan that that man was able to overcome all the darts of the enemy. And he did. Job won the battle. Number four. Satan was not able to use nature against Job. Nature in the sense of a, of a wind and sea. and You know, we were living in a time today where there are so, so many hurricanes. So many strong winds. You know, about two years ago or three years ago, a wind, a very large, heavy wind came upon the area of Ginny's Mill in Athens, Georgia, and lifted roofs and, and took, uh, took away all the cover from the houses everywhere. There was hundreds of houses in this area that we have the office. And I remember that very well because my house was... My house was in the middle of it and wasn't, wasn't touched. Look at Job chapter 1, verses 12, and then jump to verse 19. And I'll read it to you, those of you who are uh, on podcasting this morning, traveling and listening. Job 1, 12 to 19. That's an interesting scripture. Let me call your attention to it. The Lord said to Satan, Very well. Everything he has is in your power. But on the man itself, himself, do not lay a finger. That's verse 12. Then Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, The fire of God, listen to it, the fire of God fell from the heavens and burned up the sheep and the servants, and I am the only one who escaped, who has escaped to tell you. That's from the family of Job. When suddenly a mighty wind swept in from the desert and struck the four corners of the house, it collapsed on them, and they're dead, and I am the only one who has able to escape to tell you. Now, call my, your attention to verse 16. The fire of God. Notice the fire of God. So when you are in a place in your life where there's a hurricane coming down the street, jump on top of the house and say, God, protect my family. I'm your servant. You can do that. I don't suggest you to use a ladder due to several reasons why. But I suggest you to scream and get up somewhere and say something. Amen. Look at Job chapter 2, verses 2 and 6. Satan wanted to hurt Job in his flesh, physically. But God had to authorize it. Without permission from God, nothing can be done in the heavens and in the earth. So you, you begin to understand that when it comes to power, it's all upon the Lord God Almighty. 
And when it comes to sustaining power, sustaining strength, sustaining the rock of all ages, comes on Jesus. He is the creator. He is the sustainer. He is the power. He is all-knowing. He is mighty, 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 mighty Son of God, Jesus Christ. And as you depend on Him in your personal life, you're going to find out that a lot of things don't have to happen if you rest upon Him and operate under His authority. Operate under His authority. Operate under His authority. So, let's go to Job 2, verses 2 and 6, talking about uh, how Job, Satan wanted to physically hurt Job. Then the Lord said to Satan, Where you have come from? And it goes again, from roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There's no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. Have you considered my servant Job? In other words, the righteousness, the power, the ability, the simplicity, the, 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 the position of trust in the, in the humble spirit that operates as a Christian is recognized by God Himself. So if you have a hard spirit, a hard temperament, you cannot forgive somebody who sinned against you. You are in defiance of the presence, the power, the anointing of God Himself. You have to listen to this, folks, because some of you have problems like that. I forgive. I have to forgive. I go a mile, three miles, ten miles, sixty miles, ninety miles, a hundred thousand miles, if I have to get someone to forgive me for anything I've done to harm them. And some people will not let it go. Job, Job chapter 3 says, The Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There's no one in the earth like him. He is blameless and upright, who fears God and shuns evil. And he still maintains his integrity. Though you incite me against him, to ruin him without any reason. And that, that's, that's, that's God saying to Satan, you have no right to put a hand and try to, to, to do this to my, my servant. He is righteous. I want you to hear this because we, we, we don't take, look at this. Skin for skin, Satan replied. Verse 4. Skin for skin, teeth by teeth. A man will give all he has for his own life. But now stretch out your hand in flesh and strike his bones in his flesh and he'll surely curse you to your face. The, Satan, the Lord said to Satan in response to that remark, he said, very well then, he's in your hands but you must spare his life. You can't kill him. And so that's when he put boils on, on, on Job. Now Job is sitting on that spring a water spring just cools. The water's temperature in the spring is very cold. In a summertime like 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 uh, January and February, you're talking about uh, cool water on boils. Was a way that Job dealt with that. Number six. 
Satan cannot take a human life without the permission of God. Number six. Satan cannot in no shape or form take human life without the permission of God. The Bible says that Satan has the power of death if authorized by God. So, God said to Satan, spare his life. Do not kill him. And of course, Satan could kill him. Now, he came to kill, rob, and destroy. That's the nature of the operation of satanic forces. To kill, rob, and just destroy, and destroy. But in this sense, you have to know that if you are a servant of the Lord, if Satan is trying to kill some of your family members, you have the power to stand up on your feet and say, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And I understand that some of you don't quite have the uh, desire to do something like that, or you just don't have the disposition to take authority. But as you see what's going on in front of you, you're going to have to. You're going to have to. Sometimes the house is in despair. If it's not the refrigerator... It's, it's, it's got to be in the bathroom. If not the bathroom, it's the sink. And so I've, I've been praying in my house. Satan, you have no authority over all of these utilities in my house. In the name of Jesus, in this condominium, I reprimand you to get out of here. I, 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 and of course, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm learning how to cook. And I uh, uh, left the oven on last night. So this morning I noticed the temperature in the kitchen is a little higher. And I didn't know what to do. And I'm looking, where does it says to turn this this uh, utility here off? It's got to be somewhere here. And of course all the buttons are there. Everything is lit. Okay, I was going to pull it out, out of the wall and pull it from the, from, the, from the wall, the plug, power plug. And suddenly I looked and I, and I saw a little thing that said off. So I pressed the button and that was it. All, all the lights came out. Now, could my condominium burn? Yes. Am I asking you to help me to come to my condominium and help me to cook? No. No, I don't, don't come. I don't want you to come in my house to do any cooking. I, I, I don't need anybody there but the Lord. So, I reprimanded that spirit of confusion. I reprimanded that spirit of, of mental relapse. I reprimanded that, that OCD spirit that means what? What does OCD mean? Compulsive. I call it compulsive cooking disorder. Amen? And, and of course... And I asked the Lord to help me to, to turn off the, the appliance when I'm finishing to use it. And I prayed. I prayed. Now, you say, Rick, but why don't you know how to do that? I never cooked in my life. That's the first time I turned the oven. First time I did this. It, 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 I'm sorry. You know, I, I can't cook hot water. And so, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. Response to that idea of God giving permission. For as much then as children are partakers of flesh and blood. I have flesh and I have blood inside of my veins. He also himself likewise took part of the same. 
through the incarnation, he, he became a man with flesh and bones. That through death, he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. By the way, the NIV, the NIV doesn't put this verse in, in, the, in, the, in the past. It says, that have the power of death. So go to your NIV Bible and correct it. Okay? I think that's what it is. I'm not too sure. For as much then, as children are partakers of flesh and blood, we have flesh and blood, veins, blood in the veins. He also, He, Jesus, Himself, took likewise, took part of the same. He incarnated. He was incarnated in the womb of Mary by the power of the Holy Spirit. That through death, Understanding death, he might destroy that, that him that had the power of death, him that had the power of death, him that had the power of death. Satan has no power of death anymore. If we trust in Jesus, if we put our hands up and worship and praise him and adore him. Amen. I hope you're following me this morning. Are you okay? Let me give a little rest. Are you all right? We have 9.21. We still have about 9 minutes or 8 minutes for to go. So let me continue. I hope you, you're getting a lesson here. You, you do? Okay, let's take a look. Number 7. Satan cannot force or coerce a Christian to do anything. Satan cannot force or coerce a Christian to do anything. He can tempt. Look at Acts 26.18. To open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light. From the power of Satan to the power of God. That they may receive forgiveness of sins. In a place among those who are sanctified by faith in, in, in me. That's Jesus. In other words, to open their eyes to recognize Jesus Christ as the Lord of all and turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to the power of God, so that they may receive forgiveness of sins in place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Now, I want to uh, share with you an experience that happened to me. <clears throat> I was in the city of Rio de Janeiro into a large uh, non-denominational church. I'd say there were about 500 people present. And with me was a group from, uh, from a seminar, seminary uh in Chicago. And a theologian, very well famous theologian, that had the chair of evangelism at Asbury University, as Asbury Theological Seminary. And of course, uh, where I was preaching, and along with 30, 30 seminary students. And a little woman... But about five five. 
got up and did a large scream. And as the seminary students began to try to calm her down, she would pick them up too by her hands and throw them on the floor. And so the chairs were begin to be moved. The pastor began to look at it, began to organize the environment. But that little woman had a powerful approach to, to evil. As if her hands were, were, were the hands of a lifter of weight, 100, 200 pounds in each side. She had muscles that were, were not visible. She was frail, small, and yet she acted as if she was one of the best warriors you ever seen. And she destroyed the students completely. None Five or six would grab her, and she would throw them down the floor. If I remember her age, it must have been more than 70 years old. And that battle continued, and I continued to preach. And, and, that, and that situation kept on going, and I'm putting my voice as loud as I could above the noise of the congregation. You, you, you must understand People yelling and screaming, and I'm preaching on top of it. I never will forget that, that situation. After a few moments, ten minutes or so, my driver came to me, and we have a bus there, and the, the driver is Celio. He came to me and said, Pastor Rick, can I deal with that? Can I pray for that woman? And he went to the woman and put his finger on, on, on her, her abdomen, pointed, and closely said to her, at her, her ears, a word. And the woman felt like a, a piece of concrete and remained on the floor as if she was dead. Now, I've considered that situation. What is it that caused the seminary students not able to reprimand that demonic activity? Why did they have no ability to hold her, to hold her, and to put her in the right place? That's been a matter of studying that, that event for many years. I still remember the church, and because the floor of the church had a... a a very, very shiny, white marble that, that, that covered the whole church and, and it was shiny and clean and, and the bodies of the students would just hit it and slide 10, 15 feet. Why did Salyu was able to tame that demon and they could not do it? Is it because Salyu uh, had his Bible in his hand? No. Is it because Celio uh, loved the Lord and, and used to sing my songs with me? No. What is it? What is the difference? They were seminary students. They were gifted people. They they're, they're, uh, were blessed of the Lord. All of them called to serve the Lord. There's got to be something in Celio that the students didn't have. 
There's got to be something in you that the students don't have. Do you remember the passage where the demons return more powerful? And, 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 and of course, the Scripture says that they were brushed off and, and decorated the place and simply the, the cleanliness of the, of the house that Satan left and came back with seven more demons was all that they did. They cleaned house, but they're not... It was that Salyu went to these Bible studies we had at the mission and he learned the power and understanding the power of God and received the power of God and was able to recognize the power of God. You see, the students did not know did not comprehend. They never seen that before. But Samuel had seen it. And he had not the mental knowledge or spiritual knowledge. He had a faith knowledge. He sort of knew that that is going to lose. And so without fear, he had no fear. He went directly to her. I would be afraid if I just go directly to her. She picked up me by the, by the seat of my pants and throw it out. I would be embarrassed. But Sadio didn't have any fear. And he did not scream either. I asked him what he said. He says, in the name of Jesus, the Nazarene, you must leave this place and this woman and never come back. And of course, Satan knew that Sadio had something that the students, seminary students, they came from a seminary called Garrett Theological Seminary. I don't know what that is. Garrett Theological Seminary, I think it's in Chicago. And of course, uh, I don't remember the name of the, of the pastor. Dr. Robert Tuttle was the one that was leading the group along with me. God bless you. Yes, Heavenly Father, I pray God that the power of the Holy Spirit fall upon those who hear and listen to this teaching today. In Jesus' name, amen.